0: And rolling sound, quiet. Speed. So you're starting looking at the lens, right? One, two, five, this is your producer's cut. You know, I was really surprised listening back to this episode, and I think what was so surprising for me was I didn't expect my dad to absorb as much as he did. Like I expected him to listen to it and like kind of remember things. I expected him to have to be reminded of what my sister said, but he took. Everything in. There were so many things written down on my piece of paper, my notes, in terms of questions for him, and, and anticipating having to remind him that when I would ask a question, he would jump right into the reminders I had on my sheet. And what it told me was is he really cared. He still cares, and that he listens. He pays attention, that he wants a good relationship with his daughter. He wants to know where he's been flawed. He wants to know how he's been imperfect and what he can do to make that up. Because, see, it's really hard to mend old wounds if you're not even sure exactly what caused the wound. He had a general sense of his drug use. But to hear from my sister exactly what it is that bothered her allowed them to build anew. It also allowed my sister to open up a little more and trust him a little more. I mean, my sister's got a 17-year-old daughter, a 2-year-old daughter, and a 1-year-old daughter. And when her and her husband had to go back to work... There was no one there to watch the kids. So my dad drove 45 minutes at five o'clock in the morning to get to her place to watch the kids all day until she got home around five and then drive another 45 minutes back. And I love that. My dad did that a lot with my boys. And now my nieces are reaping the same benefit of having him around and sober or at least sober from crack cocaine. So it just really opened my eyes to how much my dad does pay attention how much he's willing to accept the things that he's done and how he's hurt people in order to find a way to make amends. Now I will also say the uh, comment about the house being turned upside down for only about a week with someone living there. He kind of caught himself in a lie there. Yeah. That one guy may have been for a week, but then you threw in two other guys. And so I know that was going on and off for a long time. Also too, when you're wrapped up in addiction, your awareness of time just isn't there. If you've ever done any kind of hardcore drug or psychedelic, you know, time is non-existent. You look up and it could be two minutes later or two days later. But the other two things I want to address have to do with perspective. The first directly in that we do remember the good things. We talk about the good things often amongst each other. And I think we did a good job about talking about the good things on this show But let's be honest, the bad things or the inappropriate or dysfunctional things, those were in the forefront for our life. So, yeah, it's cool that you coached us in basketball. It's cool that me and my sister have one vacation we really remember with each other or that we went to amusement parks. But there's no way that that would outweigh the other stuff that we saw that you've heard. So it's not that we don't remember the good stuff. It's just that there was so much other stuff. Those good things fall lower on the ladder in terms of memory and what has affected us. The other part of perspective is looking at an addict in a different way, specifically their skill set. If you've ever known an addict, watched the show Intervention or just listening to my dad talk about how this guy had a gift of gab and could make two to three hundred dollars in a couple hours. That's real. If you're an addict at some point, even if you start off as a rich one. That money starts to disappear and you have to make new money every single day to feed your addiction. Some of the most creative, hardworking and motivated people I've known have been addicts. They can get out there and get their hustle on and make tons of money. Now, some of those hustles may be illegal, like stealing and then returning to a store or a different store or pawning someone's stuff, maybe even prostitution. Some may be something like panhandling. Or just being able to talk some people out of money. The point is, they have a skill that could be turned into something that's beneficial for their life. So if you are an addict listening or you know someone who's an addict, use that skill you have, that talent, and try to find something that will be conducive to your life and beneficial. And I know that sounds easy. And I'm not saying that won't be hard and you'll be able to turn your life around and get off drugs. What I'm saying is you have the ability to do whatever you want. My dad has the ability to do whatever he wants. If he can get that same laser focus for something good in life, the sky's the limit. And here's the key. Make sure it's something good for other people and not just for self. When you help others that high, that high is unparalleled. You can't compete with it. The feeling I get when people respond and say my meditations or the podcast or just comments that I've left for them has gotten them through, made them stronger during tough times, gave them peace. There's no drug or alcohol in the world that can compete with that. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening.